The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Hear another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one they beat, another they killed, and a third they stoned. Again he sent other servants, more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, thinking, they will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered him, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper times. Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures, The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. The Gospel of the Lord. You ever have one of those days you get in the car and it's on empty? You go to tie your shoe and the lace breaks like one minute before mass starts and you don't have a spare? Or the bishop's at the door waiting for a document and you have paper jams in your photocopy machine? Or you go to use the vacuum cleaner and it's not working right so you discover that the bag is full and you, that was the last bag you have? So I was coming back from a run two days ago, and these lovers were holding hands, blocking the whole sidewalk. So I ran around them, and I tripped. I tripped over the curb, and I fell, and I landed right on my chin. You can still see the bruise. And I saw stars. I was in a lot of pain. When I got up, I, was, I had a reason to be happy. I didn't twist my ankle. I didn't hurt my knees. I could still run the marathon next week. You know, sometimes we things bad happen to us, but you've got to look at the positive. So my flight was delayed coming back from Boston a couple of years ago. So I waited three hours during the delay, and finally they canceled the flight. So I went to the desk, and they asked the agent, can you get me back to Boston? I, I, they just canceled my flight. She says, all the flights are canceled. The earliest I can get you back to Boston is tomorrow night. And I explained to her that I was a priest, and the next day I had two weddings. I had to, really, I had to get back. So she thought a minute, and she said, you know something? I'm going to get you back. I'm going to make you a VIP. So she gave me two boarding passes. So I used the first boarding pass very early in the morning to get to Atlanta. 
Then I looked at my second boarding pass as I was getting close to the gate, and I noticed that it didn't have a seat number. There was no seat assignment, so I went to an agent at the desk, and I said, there's no seat assignment on my boarding pass. He said, that's because the flight is full. You're going to have to wait and see if there's an empty seat. And if there is, if there is, I'll give you a call. And so 20 very nervous minutes later, she called my name, and I got on the flight. Anyway, when I arrived, my conference picked me up, and first thing he says to me, he says, uh, I said, so, how was your flight? And I said, it was horrible. Like, if my flight was canceled, I had the delays, and I, had, I didn't know I was going to come back for the weddings. It was a nervous wreck. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> this is what I said. I said. You're not going to believe what happened to me. The airlines made me a VIP. I'm a VIP. And somehow, with all the flights that were canceled, they somehow got me back in time for my weddings. Now, the reason I say that is because Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, is telling them, he says, I know you guys are going through a hard time. I know you're going through a lot of difficulties. But you've got to focus. You've got to look at what is good, what is right, what is just, what is pure, what, what is lovely, what is beautiful. Do you remember the parable of the Good Samaritan where the man fell to robbers and he was beaten and left for dead? Imagine at the end of the day when he's just waking up from his coma, you go up to him and you ask him, so, how was your day? <laughs> he could say, he could answer, it was horrible. It was the worst day of my life. Two robbers beat me up and left me to, to die. Or he could say, today was a great day. A total stranger saved my life and now is financing my recovery. <laughs> the very next scene after the parable, Martha is in the kitchen, and she's very upset because she's doing all the work. You know, and I want to say, Martha, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the Savior of the world, the one who has dominion over all, is in your living room. And you're going to have dinner with him. It's not that bad. You know, things happen to us in the day. That things go wrong, things break, there's disappointments, and, and we can live all day like we're cursed. But Paul gives us a second option. He says, look at what is good. Look and think about what is lovely and beautiful in your life. And you'll live every moment of the day like you're blessed. <laughs>